1: doing that I just been thinking about Philippians 4 4 through 8 Um, and it says rejoice in the Lord always I will say it again rejoice let your gentle gentleness be evident to all the Lord is near do not be anxious about anything but in every situation by prayer and petition with Thanksgiving present your requests to God and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus Um, with everything going on it's really easy to get anxious and stressed um, and for fear to try to creep in but we have to remember that you know God has conquered everything and Jesus died on the cross for us and we are victorious in that Uh, so as we start to worship I just wanted to bring that up just to kind of meditate on that
2: i i
1: Jesus gives the message, amen.
3: In Matthew chapter 6, it says, Who by worrying can add to their life? Do not worry about tomorrow. Pagans run after these things. Philippians 4 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request. Quest to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. are
0: melting so fast. A long- An
3: interesting fact about humanity is that whatever you feed grows.
4: A financial pandemic. If
3: you feed your faith, it grows. If you feed your fears, they grow so it's
0: all spiral very quickly it's going to get worse some have to live and some have to die
3: realize that our time is better spent talking to the father than getting all worked up and reading and feeding our minds with the news and the media about what everybody is saying about how this is doom and gloom and how money which we have hoped in is lost hope not in money hope in your father your god Jesus Christ, your Savior. Have your faith and use it. Walk according to it. Whatever you feed grows. This is the time to press into the church, lean into the church, to be surrounded by God's people. We can offer prayers for one another. We can offer hope to one another. We can speak words of truth to one another. If you feast on the word of God and you renew your minds around the truth, your faith, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. But if you go to the news and you read article after article after quote after talking head and you continue to feed those fears, they grow and get bigger and bigger and bigger. Whatever you feed grows. Today, did you wake up this morning and feast on the Word of God and go to Him in prayer? Or did you feed your fears? Hi, WC
4: family. We continue to miss you We cannot wait until we are all back together again. Please continue to fill out your connection cards. It helps us stay connected with you, helps us know how to pray, and also just be able to rejoice with you in the good things that are happening in your life. We continue to pray for health and safety and for those that are being affected by losing their jobs, we continue to lift you up in prayer as well well if you are visiting with us for the first time we want to welcome you to living Word chapel it is our hope that your experience has been great so far living more chapel family thank you for your faithfulness thank you that you continue to support the ministry here We cannot do what we do without you. None of what we do would be possible. So again, we thank you. And if you are visiting with us for the first time, please feel no obligation to give. You are a gift to us. Now, let's take a few minutes to shoot somebody that encouraging text as we welcome Pastor James.
0: Have you ever longed for something? Well, I am longing for us to be able to come back together in person to worship Jesus in our worship center. Uh, But until that time, we're here, we're in this circumstance. But the one thing that we can be assured of is that God is not on vacation. God is not uh, in quarantine. Uh, God is ever present and he's here with us right now. In fact, I believe he wants to speak a word into our lives uh, if you're if you're here, I want you to know that God loves you with an unfailing love. I want you to know, know that you're prayed for. And uh, if you're new or you're visiting with us, I just believe that uh, it's a very important time for you to hear the message that God has for all of us this morning. Uh, every generation has some kind of life-changing event. Look at where we're at right now. Life-changing. Uh, they can be called defining moments. And we all have them. The, the baby boomers, those from the age of, say, 55 to 75, uh, they had some defining moments, mainly uh, the civil rights movement. They had to navigate through that difficult time. Uh, they also had the, the Vietnam War, and the Vietnam War was a very difficult time. So if you're a boomer, uh, you're either going to be passionate about those events or you're going to be resentful about those events. The Busters or the Generation X. Those are the people, 40 to 54, I fall into that category. It was the AIDS epidemic that kind of changed that whole culture. It hit, it hit that generation like a, like a wave, and it, it impacted uh, athletes. It impacted uh, singers, uh, people that were your heroes, and uh, they wrote songs about it. It just impacted people. Then there's uh, the Generation Z, those that are from the age of 7 years old to about 23 years old, and it will definitely be the defining moment, COVID-19, because it has changed the norm to what we knew it, to a new norm. And that generation, which is a very digital generation, very electronic generation, uh, is really paving the way for those of us that are older. Those of us that uh, didn't know anything about electronics are now trying to catch up with this generation. In fact, there's there's talks that this This new generation that will be coming, those that are six years old and those that are to be born, will be the Generation C, Generation Corona, or Generation COVID-19. And uh, I don't know if that's going to be the name, but there's no doubt that it has been impacted uh, with that uh, pandemic. What I know for sure is that we are all born into a time in history, and God knew what our purpose and what especially His purpose was For each one of us each of us were born for such a time as this we all have defining moments in our lives and one thing that I know for sure is that it's not a mistake that you and I were born into the generation that we were born God ordained our birth in fact he uh, has a purpose and he has worth for every detail of our lives and what we're going to be doing for the next three weeks is we're going to study the, the life of Esther. We're going to go to the book of Esther. And Esther had so many life-changing circumstances and so many things, so many twists and so many turns in her life. But in all these circumstances, God was at work. And what I want you to know, beloved, is that in all our circumstances, no matter what twist or what turn life brings our way, God is always at work, grab a hold of that fact right there. I I want some. I want to give you some homework. First of all, your homework is going to be that I want you to read whatever we don't read. So we're going to go through the Book of Esther. I'm going to pick out three specific passages. But what I want you to do is I want you to take some time and read the whole book, and and I want you to fill in all the all the places that we're not talking about here, and you're going to see the whole context played out. We're going to go to chapter two right now, verses 15 through 18, and right there we're going to see uh, that that king, the uh, king Xerxes, is actually looking for someone to fill the spot of the queen uh, Vashti, and Queen Vashti had, had been disobedient to his uh, asking for her to come and 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 spend some time with him in front of all the royalty, uh, and so we. This is where we're going to pick up right now. We're going to trust the Lord to to give us direction to see that. For such a time as this, there are defining moments in our life that God has for all of us as we look at Esther's life. So let me just pray a blessing over the word. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you that you're here. We thank you that you speak to us through your word. And I just ask your blessing over this time that we have together. Whoever is listening, whoever is watching, I pray that you just be with them, you, you, you touch them, that your spirit will, will just be present, and that you do some life-changing, defining moments in them for your good. We pray this in Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. So here's how verse 15 starts. It says, when the turn came for Esther, the young woman Mordecai had adopted, the daughter of his un- uncle the hill to go to the king, she asked for nothing other than Haggai, the king's eunuch, who was in charge of the harem and what he had suggested. And Esther won the favor of everyone who saw her. She was taken to King Xerxes in the royal residence in the tenth month, the month of Tabith, in the seventh year of his reign. Now the king was attracted to Esther more than any other woman. And she won his favor and approval more than any of the other virgins. So he set a royal crown on her head and made her queen instead of Vashti. And the king gave a great banquet, Esther's banquet it was called, for all his nobles and officials. And he proclaimed a holiday throughout the provinces and distributed gifts with royal liberality. So he was very liberal because he was excited at what was happening in his life. I see two takeaways that I believe are going to help us. As we navigate through defining moments in our life. Here's the first one. Here's the first takeaway. There's a purpose for every season in our life. We see that from Esther's life, and we can see it from ours. There are reasons sometimes that are that are known for the seasons that we go through. And there's sometimes there are reasons that are unknown for the seasons that we go through. Uh, but as we read Esther, we can see where it says, When the turn came. For Esther this is such an important statement because this turn for Esther was one where she would go before the king of Persia her normal was about to change now just pause her normal was about to change just like our normal has changed today this season that you're in doesn't mean that God has to be absent It just means that it's a season where God can be present and help you navigate through whatever you're going through. There was a season, see, for Esther in her life where she was adopted by her cousin. There was a season where Esther learned obedience even if she didn't have a mother and a father. The the scripture keeps on and and it, it says... When, when the turn for Esther, the young woman that Mordecai had adopted, the daughter of his uncle Abihail—that's a season—and we don't read in this in this passage in the black lines what maybe were happening with the white lines, the things that we don't see. For example, her longing for her mom and her dad. Maybe the times that she, the, the season where she was saying. What am I going to do? Why am I going through this? She probably never thought that she'd be going before the king of Persia. And not only going before the king, but going before the king to possibly be his wife. Did she even want to be his wife? Was there a guy in her life that was crushing on her? Or was there a guy in her life that she was crushing on? We don't see all that. But here's what I want for us to have a takeaway with. Embracing God's purpose for the seasons of your life will be a game changer. What what I read and what I see in Esther's life is that she embraced whatever season that she was in with the the ability to to be obedient in the things that God had for her. And that is very important. You know, it's, it's where we find peace amongst all the chaos you want to find peace in the situation that you're in right now, in all the chaos that we're living in, submit yourself to the season that God has you in and for the purposes, especially the purposes that God has for whatever season that we're in. You know, our seasons go like this. You know, where were you raised? How were your high school years? Uh, A marriage that, that went right and sometimes a marriage that went wrong and, and we go through those seasons and we're either going to find peace when we view through it through the purposes of God or we're going to have our lives spin out of control when we have a lens that doesn't have no God in the season that we're in. There's a purpose in everything that we're going through. You know, uh, Vietnam in the late 60s and late 70s uh, shaped the lives of so many people just like HIV, AIDS, pandemic in the 80s, it it, it impacted, it shaped the lives of so many people. The coronavirus right now is shaping the lives of so many people. But here's what I know for sure. It has not changed the view of God for those who love him. I love the way that the Phillips uh, translation puts 1 Timothy 6.15. It says, God is the blessed controller of all things. No matter what we're going through, no matter what we face, he is still in control. When life seems to be spinning out of control, God is always in control. And he has actually appointed us, not only to survive in whatever season we're in, but to thrive in whatever thing that we're going through. Beloved, you can thrive just like Esther thrived in whatever she faced because of what Jesus can do in you. Here's the second takeaway. There's a purpose for every one of God's appointments. We need to know that nothing in life is random. Nothing in life is just a happenstance. There's a purpose for every appointment that we have. Uh, Solomon wrote this. He said, There is an appointed time for everything. And there is a time for every event under heaven. That's a huge statement right there. Uh, uh, He said, A time to be born. uh, A time when you breathe your last. There is a time that you plant. There is a time that you harvest. And a time that you uproot. There is a time for everything. There is an appointment for everything that we face in our life. Life is about appointments. Life is not random. And when God is at the center, you find this to be true. Esther's life speaks to us about getting this right lens. I love what it says there in verse 17. Now the king was attracted to Esther more than any other woman, and she won the favor and approval more than any of the other virgins. So he set a, a royal crown on her head and made her queen instead of Vashti. Now, this is important to us because there are so many things that are happening right here. This appointed time is very important for us to grab a hold of because I don't believe this just happened. Just like when my adult children call me and they and they have new jobs and they have a, a, a new situations, new friendships, I always tell them every every new job is an opportunity. It's an appointment for you For you to expand the glory of God in your life. It's it's, it's God appointing you for that time. And when you understand that appointment, you can understand how to leverage that for the glory of God. That's what we find in Esther. We find that she leveraged this because of God. Because of Mordecai coming alongside. Leverage it for the glory of God. To help people. And that's exactly what, what God wants from every one of us. You need to know that your life is not random. You need to know that your life is not an accident. I don't care if you don't have a father. Esther didn't have a father. I don't care if you don't have a mother. Esther didn't have a mother. I don't care if you've been hurt. I don't care if you've been left. I don't care if you've gone through difficulties. Your appointments are ordained by God. And when you grab a hold of them, they'll change your life forever. The king was attracted to her. It's not random. That was God. There's a lot of other beautiful women. The 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 she had won his favor. That wasn't random. There's was a lot of other uh, other possibilities. Uh, she was appointed for a crown. Now now grab a hold of this. Her attractiveness came with responsibilities. Take that on for yourself. Because you're all attractive, in God's eyes. But it comes with responsibilities. Her favor came with living out a life of integrity. Her crown came with demonstrating courage. We're going to see that through the series. You're going to see she had to take some bold steps that could have killed her. You're going to see how she had to live a life of integrity where she had to make the right choices. Even when the people weren't looking. That speaks to us, beloved, because we have to make the right choices even when people aren't looking. And opposition would come into Esther's life. We're going to see that play out when we introduce a a, a man named Haman. But she was born for such a time as this to make a difference for the glory of God. And we were born for such a time as this not to live in fear, but to live in faith. Not to live in any kind of a victim mentality, but to be victorious in Christ. I don't know what you're going through, but God does. And he loves you, and he wants to change your life for the good. Just like he changed Esther's life for the good. Here's what I know for sure. The king loves you, and he's attracted to you in a very special way. Not in a in an unholy way, but in a holy way. Paul wrote this to Timothy. He said, He who is the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, that King, he loves you very much. That King loves me very much. doesn't matter what I'm going through in my world. He loves me. At the end of the day, Jesus still loves me. At the start of my day, Jesus loves me. you found favor in the Beloved. In fact, Ephesians puts it like this. It says, through the glory of His grace by which He made us accepted in the Beloved. Why? Because I found favor with God. Not because of me, but because of the one who I trust, which is Jesus Christ. And you need to know this. When you put your trust in Jesus Christ, you find favor with God. And having favor with God is the greatest favor that you can find. It's the greatest thing that you can have. And you've been appointed for a crown. All the trophies in the world mean nothing without the crown of God. Esther received the crown, but that crown would perish. As a child of God through Jesus Christ, you're going to receive a crown that will never perish. It's eternal. This is what the Apostle Paul said at the end of his life. He said, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have loved His appearing. And those of us that have trusted in Jesus, those of us that have walked in His peace, those of us us that have His compassion, we long to see Him. And we we long to have that crown placed on our head. Today is not random. It's appointed. It's not random that you're watching me in this sermon. Esther grabbed a hold of God's plan for her life. It was her defining moment. And here's what I want to tell you. Let this be your defining moment. God is inviting you to say yes to Jesus because until we say yes to Jesus, the defining moment with God at the very center of it cannot happen until you say yes to Jesus. But God is inviting you to say yes to Jesus. And I've been saying this for the last couple weeks that it's as easy as A, B. C. it's an acronym the a stands for admit that you're a sinner i had to come to the place in my life that i concluded that my way was the wrong way i had to change my mind and turn back to god Maybe you're at that place right now that you need to admit that your way is not the right way, that you're tired of trying to do life on your own. The B stands for believe in Jesus. Put your trust in the one who is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We trust everything else. If if there's anything that stands out about this coronavirus is that we cannot trust what's on this earth. The temporary things are, are falling before us. But Jesus... Is eternal. And if we believe in him, if we trust in him, he will save us from all of our mistakes, all of our mishaps, and all of our failures. The C stands for confess him as Lord and follow him from this day forward. And this is a choice of your will. I had to make a a, a willful decision to make Jesus the Lord of my life. And so I want to lead you in a prayer. Uh, to say yes to Jesus. And I believe that many people are going to say yes to Jesus today. Why? Because He loves you. Because He paid the price for you. Because He's got a plan for you. And He wants to show you that your life is not random, that today is a defining moment in your life when everything changes for the good because of God. So this prayer that I pray is your prayer. And I ask for you to join me. It's a simple prayer. It says, Heavenly Father, Thank you for loving me. Today I am saying yes to Jesus. I admit that I am a sinner in need of your forgiveness. I believe Jesus died for my sins and he rose from the dead. And I confess him as my Lord and my Savior and choose to follow him from this day forward. Amen. Amen. The greatest thing you could have done by praying that prayer. And if you said yes to Jesus either for the first time, or maybe you're, you're you're saying, Lord, I'm coming back. I've been walking uh, so far away from you, so distant from you. I'm coming back. Let us know. I'd love for you to drop the praise hand, those hands, those that emoji that goes like this. Drop those praise hands in the comments, or, or simply comment, I said yes to Jesus today. And someone in our church will follow us. And we're not going to bug you. We're not going to, to come and badger you. We just want to pray for you. We want to celebrate with you in the greatest decision that you've ever made. And the most important thing is when you do that, when you put those emoji hands, when you say, I said yes to Jesus, God sees that you made a public decision in front of everybody. Here's what I want you to know is that our church, we want to be a part of restoring you. We want to be a part of coming alongside and, and celebrating everything that you've done. We want to be a part in your new journey of faith. And God loves you. He's got a wonderful plan for your life. And I just want you to know that today's a day of destiny for you. It's been destined, a life-changing event, a defining moment in Jesus' name. Amen. This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.